Alright, that's recording. Welcome to episode 86? 86. Auto Off Topic Podcast? Yep. Trying trying something new this time, Andrew? We are live in the garage. Well, not when they hear it, they're not. Yeah, but we're recording live in the garage. That's true. But we're out of the studio today. We tried tried to do something a little different under the hood of the Montero. The 99 Montero. Because, uh, well, it was, it was going to be a Project Car update in the studio. Yep. Because uh, last Saturday, I fixed the valve cover leak. I think I talked about it on the last episode. You talked about doing it because I think you'd ordered the parts. Yes. And uh, it went pretty smoothly, I thought, until a day later after I, uh, all of the oil should have burned off that had been leaking. Uh, I kept smelling it. So I was like, hmm, that's weird. So let me take a look on the... Uh, in the engine compartment, and of course, even though I was being super, super careful, I somehow managed to pinch a valve cover gasket on the same original side. That was leaking. That was leaking. Yes. So now I've got the intake off again, and I'm redoing Yeah, the unfortunately for those who are not familiar with the um, 6G platform 6, 6G. of Mitsubishi engines... Uh, it's much much like most fuel-injected V6s. It's got a big wide intake manifold that crosses over most, both um, cylinder heads. So in order to do anything with the cylinder heads, you have to take off the intake manifold first, which is never convenient. But at least on this, being a longitudinal setup, it's not like it's hard to reach anything once you get it apart. No. It's not like you can't do the back you know, valve cover gasket because it's against the firewall or something like that. So, But it's not tremendously difficult. It's just a time-consuming task. With more steps than there should be. It's the same amount of labor to do spark plugs, basically. So I did spark plugs and wires. Right. Because this has a Hemi. Yeah. And the <laughs> spark plugs go straight down into the cylinders. So they don't go in from the side like right. the first-gen Montero V6 does, the 6G72. This is a 6G74. Four or three? This is a four. Four? Okay. So what came with the three? Three was like a Chrysler V6 based on this. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, the hemispherical head design is the same as um, a lot of the Mitsubishi's of the era. Um, they don't make power like a Hemi, unfortunately. No, but not at all. They're not, they're not the mythological Hemi that the Chrysler Corporation came up with. Nope. The world's lowest horsepower V6 Hemi ever. Well, these things make like 150, 160 horse. No, this is like 170 something. Oh, I didn't realize this was a racing truck. It's a 170 horsepower, 3 liter Hemi. Well, you know, no, it's 3.5. Oh, I'm wrong again. Torque. My Mitsu knowledge ends in like 95. Well, it's a lot. It's a huge improvement over the um, first gen engine. Which the one like, that was in your old truck. Like 140. Yeah. This makes a lot more power and a lot more usable, too, because the other engine needed to be... Grab that a little more too. This thing seems to lug along a little better than that truck did. Oh, this is my favorite part. The back the back valve cover bolts? No, just trying to get them lined up. They're an inconvenient place under a fuel rail. No, I can get them in there, but they're steel bolts. You know, you have the aluminum head. So you don't, don't want to cross thread them, them. But you can't line them up quite right. No. This might be how you pinch the gasket because you're moving Probably. the valve cover gasket trying to get them in. Very likely. So we'll double check it every time we move it a little bit. Because we don't want to do it for a third time. That's for damn sure. Uh, no, I really don't. 
So we have to do it a third time. There'll be a five hundred dollar Montero for sale on the auto off topic page. Yeah. <laughs> Just needs valve cover gaskets. Oh my god, speaking of that that Raider video. I still haven't watched made. it yet. You haven't watched it yet? Well you sent it to me during the working day and uh Oh my god. I can't watch it at work. It's so good. And then I keep forgetting to watch it when I get home. So Alright, when we turn the recorder off, I'll make you watch it. Alright. But yeah, I don't know how long we'll do this episode for because it's it's a little awkward that you're trying to do this and talk at the same time. Well, trying to pay attention to what you're doing and talk at the same time. Yeah. You could give a play-by-play, like it's a baseball game. And his right hand goes down to the bolt underneath the fuel rail, and can he turn it? Can he turn it? It's going right. That is not how much you do this, because that is not <laughs> that is not working. Is that in there? No. Let me. Uh, I'm not wearing gloves. Let me get my hand in there and see if I can get a better, better grip on it. Well, Velcro gaskets are nice and thick and squishy, so try All right, push, push the valve cover up. Up. Towards the top of the motor. Okay. Hold on. Let me take a look. I can't really see, huh? Um, the hole goes straight through, which is nice. So you can actually see light on the other side. Actually, of it. can I come around that side? So you know if you're lined up. Let me take a look. I can't quite see what we're doing with it here. But that's the worst part of it is that. Well, actually, can we do that one last? Because if we get the other ones caught, it's going to line that one up. Well, that's the thing. I could see that one, and I couldn't get the other ones lined up. So I was trying to line it up. So let me see. Oh, I see it. I was trying to get them lined up across from each other. Hold the flashlight for me, please. I do see it now. Yeah, see the light behind it? Yep, right there. Nice and easy. Just getting uh, fingers in there. Not easy either. Might have to get the extension and the driver handle. It's caught. So that caught. is a neat one. It's got a swivel, but the 10 millimeters built into the swivel. Oh, that's cool. So it's like a 10 millimeter swivel. I think we're in. It's turning nice and easily, so it's either in or not in at all. I don't think it's in. You're right, sir. <laughs> Riveting entertainment for our listeners. As we try to get the first bolt caught. In the we had a couple of listener suggestions that we should try it while we're actually working on a car. But uh, so we figured we'd try it out. A little something different. Change it up. Good. It's in. You hit that one? Yep. Right. It's not tightened, but it's in. No, I don't want it to. Yep. I'm going to go around evenly. The torque on these is like super light. It's like 20, 2.5 foot pounds. You're like, okay. 27 Newton meters? Yeah. Oh, sorry, nano, nanometers. Yeah. Nanometers. Yeah, you want to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> so I had an argument with a parts guy who shall remain nameless from a local parts store. Um, I ordered a set of door hinges for a brand new car uh, for work. The car was hit with the door open. Uh, I opened the door into traffic and a passing car hit it, took the door out, the hinges, the hinge pillar, and the fender. Then it my grandfather one time. It did. Yeah. Actually, probably also in a Volvo. Yep. Um, so the 2018 XC90... Which is a beautiful car, by the way. I don't know if you've seen one of those yet. They're no, brand new this one. year. I mean, they're. I like the new Volvos. Yeah, they're gorgeous. The design is really nice. Even that dumb-looking crossover type thing. Yeah. Is kind of good looking. Yeah, I would never buy an XC90 or the crossover one, but I mean, as the crossovers and XC90s go, they're nice vehicles. Anyway, so the new hinge um, required replacements of the bolts that bolt it to the Unicide as well. And the parts guy told me that I need to make sure that I tell the tech that I need to use these new bolts and I need to tighten them down to 27 nanometers. To which 
I wasn't going to say something, but sometimes they can be kind of pedantic, and I did, and I was like, I think you mean Newton meters. <laughs> and he continued to correct me that, no, nanometers was the correct measurement because it said NM. And I said, well, first of all, nanometers is not a measurement of force. It's a measurement of length. So if I tighten it to 27 nanometers, it's not going to really move very far, and the door will probably fall off. Yeah. Um, no, he continued to fight with me that NM meant nanometers, which he's not wrong, but it doesn't mean nanometers when you're talking about working on a car. I don't think there's anything when working on a car from the mechanic standpoint where nanometers is going to come into play. So <clears throat> I gave it to the tech, and I told the tech the story, and he laughed about it, and he goes, obviously it's newton meters. Yeah. Um, I guess that one of them is lowercase n capital M, and one of them is uppercase N, lowercase M, and that's the difference in reading it. That's I don't know. Funny. I've never I've never dealt in nanometers, not being a scientist. Well, I never really looked, because... It doesn't affect everything's us. Everything's newtonmeters. Yeah, it doesn't affect us. Nanometers have a small measurement. Um, but anyway, long story short, the, the, the parts technician was insistent that I tighten it to 27 nanometers. Oh. So I wanted to ask if he could get me a nanometer torque wrench. A nanometer um, but I felt it was best to end the argument at that point and not continue it on the rest of the time. Yeah, you can pick your battles. Yeah, exactly. But he's a parts guy who's been a parts guy for a very long time, and I've known him for 100 years, and I was just surprised that he chose that, that rock to die on. Yeah. Well, it. parts guys are stubborn. I guess. Right? <laughs> As we both are former parts guys. Yeah. So, we're not exactly the cream of the crop, I guess, sometimes. Plus, you're dealing with dumb people all day. It makes you dumb. Yeah. So <laughs> That's my excuse. That's why I'm dumb. I work in a body shop. I say it's paint fumes. It's, it's probably paint fumes. <laughs> I grew up in a body shop, too. It explains the long-term effect. So oh. how, many, how many bolts you got left here, Andrew? I got two left. Nice. But uh, what else did we do this weekend? After... We rented on a bunch of cars on Saturday. Well, just this thing, really. Yeah, we did Jordan's uh, trailer harness for his Xterra because we picked up a trailer for the Rally Golf, the spaghetti trailer yeah. for spaghetti. Uh, it might home- be made out of spaghetti. It is made out of spaghetti. It's a homemade. Um, it was dirt cheap, so it was well worth buying a homemade trailer. Um, it's made off an old camper platform. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't tow a Cadillac with it, but it's perfectly functional for towing a little Volkswagen rally car. 2,000-pound Volkswagen. Yeah, exactly. So it's got four wheels. Um, at one point, it had brakes, uh-huh. but somebody just cut the lines, so oh. it doesn't have brakes anymore. But we could easily add brakes if we wanted to, but we'll tow with it a couple of times, see how it goes. Um, the trailer has really, really, really long ramps and nowhere to put them. Yep. So we do have to figure out a ramp situation. They do make a... Uh, a kit you can buy for fold-down ramps on the back side of them, uh, which we may wind up adding in at some point. Yep. All right, so now we fast-forwarded the mechanic process here, and we have finished putting on the valve cover, finished the spark plug wires. I'm describing all this to you while Andrew painfully holds the intake manifold to his hand. Oh, it's not going to be... You just need to guide on that side. What do you need to do? We're going to put the recorder for the podcast. That's very inconvenient. All right, so we're going to move this stuff out of the way. And we're going to go straight down. This is the installation of the intake manifold. 
which pro tip, as Andrew realized yesterday, is we spent a while looking for the firing order of this particular engine. It's held up, oh, it's held up on this fuel line. It's actually embossed right on the top of the intake manifold. Yep. I have no idea. So you will not forget it. Those numbers are not a casting number or your part number. It is the firing order of... I thought they were a casting number. Five, two, one, four, three, six. Yeah. Move this around a little bit. Let's try to find that first hole for it to fall into. Oh, was the only... So this whole thing is just bolted on the middle? There's no brackets anywhere? Well, there's a bracket on your side. Okay. But you do those last. I was thinking if they're removal process, so... Nope. All right, that's in place. All right. I so I down. think we'll just tighten Six down bolts. a bunch of bolts, torque all, them. Are they all sitting in there? They're all sitting in there. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I, I leave them sitting in there. Actually, I started to tighten these, but I have to loosen these because those hold the throttle cable. Yeah, unfortunately, purpose. you're now experienced with this intake manifold. Way too experienced. So it comes off and goes on pretty easy at this point. Once you've done things a few times, it makes it... Uh, Quite, quite simple to continue to do them. What do you lose? The ratchet. Wait, which ratchet are we looking for? That little three-eighths drive. The one we used on the valve cover? Nope. That was a quarter inch. Oh, a little three-eighths right here. This guy? No, that's quarter inch drive. Oh, 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 four. Oh, okay. Sorry. I do know my ratchet sizes. I promise. Started. So after this, we have pretty much just bolt up the intake box. Well, the EGR pipe is the worst. Okay. That's the worst part of this. That's that flexible metal, metal one, right? Yeah, on the other side. Bunch of hoses. Yep. And then we should be able to drive on out of here. It all goes according to plan. Well, yep. But we're not done because we're going to work on the Subaru leak. We are doing do Subaru tonight, too? Might as well for here. Oh, okay. I thought we were just doing I mean, if you have the time. I got up my time, Andrew. Nothing but time. <laughs> I didn't know that was the next plan. Yeah. Well, we can do a uh, scale project car update while you work on this. Yeah, what do you get going Um, I just picked up a 164th diecast by Konami. Like the video game company? Um, I'm not sure if they're related or not. It is the same name. Um... They do a weird, the, the Japanese blind boxes. Yeah. They do a bunch of different things, whether it be video game characters or movie characters, or every now, and then, every now and again, they do car ones as well. Why is it called a blind box? Because you buy the product, and it's one of six to ten Does items. It have, doesn't it have a picture on the box? It has pictures of the box of all the things it could be. Oh, weird. But you don't know which one you're getting. So, kind of annoying. Um... But on the second-hand market, it's obviously easier because, you know, they don't have that same problem. If you already know what it is, somebody else somebody else opened it and separated them all so you can buy the collection. Sounds but I've been waiting for a while to find the um, 74 Lancer, which is essentially the same car as my 78 Colt. Sounds like clever marketing. It is. They sell them here now, too. A lot of the kids, like... Uh, a lot of the girls like the uh, stupid little Shopkins things. Oh, yeah. That's like an American version of a blind box. You don't know what you're going to get. Weird. Actually, I don't know if, you know, we'll go a little off topic here with the... Uh, I don't know if you remember the 
um, video game Ninja Town that Keith was into for a while, and I was into for a while. <clears throat> I roughly remember it. And I had that little plush thing hanging from the mirror in my car. Yeah, there's one hanging from the mirror in my car that's permanently wrapped itself around. Right, that's the Ninja Town character, the Ninja. And that was from a, from a Japanese blind box from the game. Oh. They used to sell them at Newbury Comics. They sell a bunch of them at our local CD store called Newbury Comics, which obviously used to be a comic store, and then they still sell some comics, but when comics went more out of vogue, they became a vinyl store. And now a CD store. and Now they sell vinyl again. They sell vinyl again. Everything comes full circle. They also sell comics again and all kinds of... Anything pop culture that you would... T-shirts. It's a clothing store. It is definitely a clothing store. Usually pop culture abandoned with it, though. So they try to keep it somewhat in in theme, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, they do have like pop culture brands like Neff, which is... I don't know, whatever. I don't know that stuff. It's like I'm some not, skate brand. I'm not 12 anymore. I don't know. I don't know all the pop culture stuff anymore. Not a, not a huge uh, skateboarder or skateboard fan. Picking up the throttle cables and the transmission kick down, kick down cable, or shift cable D-tech, rather. Right, yeah. So there's two cables because it does have uh, cruise the, control for the auto tragic. No, the, the, one's for the throttle, one's for the transmission. Oh, okay. So the cruise control is separate. It goes off into that weird box that's over here. <clears throat> The box looks like a 1965 ECU, yeah. if there had been one. Yeah, that's it. Oh, but what I was about to get to before we took a break, uh, are you still going to describe your... Well, let's skip ahead then. No, that's all right. Your it's not a big deal. Scale project. I'll take a picture of it. It's not a project. It's just a toy car, so I'll the, take a picture uh, of it and I'll add it in the site. No, we I'll, went, I'll get creative and I'll take a picture of it sitting here in the Mitsubishi engine. We went to um, Cars and Coffee. We did. Actually, our local Cars and Coffee was last Sunday. Um, you brought your Galant out for the first time this year. Yep. I brought the Blue Colt. We met up with um, former guests of the show and owner of, or co-owner of Spaghetti GTI, Jordan, took yep. Xterra, and her other friend, Joey, who has not been on the show yet, for some reason, um, and the Z06 that we've talked about a few times. Actually, you did an update on his project car. You talked about working on it last time, did mm-hmm. you not? Yeah, I did. So he brought that car out, and the four of us rode over in a strange, strange caravan of cars that Mm. don't really belong together. Um, Probably, what did you say, about 150 cars? Yeah. Good size show. Um, Everybody was pretty decent. Yeah, that's the same show that I was complaining about last month, where everybody was revving and doing burnouts and being generally annoying. Um, There was a little bit of a police presence this time around. Uh, the cops probably came through, made rounds, would say four or five times maybe? Yeah. Um, which seemed to be just enough to... But they were also interactive with people. So. Yeah, yeah. They had like little kids like talking on their, you know, mega- megaphones in the cars and they were doing good community policing. Yeah. Um, and I think that curtailed a lot of the bad behavior and it was it was welcome to see because I don't want to see that event go away because I do enjoy going up there because A, uh-huh. it's close to home, B, the coffee is good. And C, we like the people that, you know, are in charge. Yep. So we like to see it get bigger and bigger and better and better without being shut down and ruined by assholes and loud cars. Not that we don't sometimes have loud cars, but time and a place. Mm-hmm. Which was not the time nor the place. So a little cross situation here with the lines. This is weird. 
So this one here is caught in the back of the intake manifold. Oh, that's why I don't have enough give to it. Yep. So there you go. All right. Now you should be good. Just had a second set of eyes back there to see why I was sticking. <laughs> so the throttle cable was hooked around the back of the intake manifold, so you couldn't quite reach the a bolt hole to attach it to the forward section of the this intake is manifold. Like, um, if a repair manual was a book on tape, except <laughs> well, off topic a bunch of times, and yeah. you have no idea what they were talking about because there's no visual going on. Yeah, it w I don't think it would work very well, but if you had a repair manual, it was a book on tape. Yeah, let us know if you're replacing a valve cover gasket on a Montero and you listen to this episode at the same time, if it works out in your favor or not. Yeah. Actually, if it doesn't work out in your favor, don't let us All know. All right, so at this point, then, since I'm putting it back together, uh, to save us time, installation is reverse of removal. Yeah. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> Which removal and was done before we recorded it, so nobody has any idea yeah, how it was removed. It'll be fine. Hey, remember how you took it apart? Put it back together the opposite yeah. way. And don't hook the thing on the back of the exhaust, the intake manifold, and it'll be fine. Stop yeah. hooking these hoses up. Oh, I still have them crossed. It's backwards, so, yeah. I still have them crossed. Well, now you have more room to cross them. I'll start hooking up some of these hoses. Yeah, those, that probably pops right back on. It does. That goes like that. So I'll put that clamp on. Get the clamps. Yeah. Uh, wait till you're done with the cable there. Slide the rest of the way on. Like ground strap going this little one right here? Yeah. It doesn't thread in super great. Wonderfully. It's a tiny 10 millimeter, but it doesn't need to be super tight either. It's just a ground. ground. Do we know what the ground is enough. for? It's an engine ground. It goes from the engine to the firewall. Yeah, that uh, threads are a little bunged up, it feels like. It's right in there, though. That looks better. And was correct. That's right. <laughs> That's a confusing setup of, of uh, cables. Let's see why that was confusing. I don't think it's caught in anything else. So what is this EGR tube you speak of? Oh, I see why that's annoying. It's and underneath everything. And the, yep. And the gasket came off, so you have to fish the gasket in there and get the two bolts in. That's going to take me the longest. So I think we'll uh, I think we'll break here. Okay. And maybe we'll book in this with a drive in one of these cars when we're done. We can do that. So. Uh, give us some feedback. Let us, let us know if you enjoyed listening while working on vehicles. <laughs> it was a little difficult, but it can be done. All right. All right. Now we got to figure out that firing order again. Well, good thing it's written on the... Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. So we're back. We are. And we're in Headlightsville. In the Montero, now which is driving, running and driving, which is a positive. It sounds like it always sounds. Yep, which is a positive. There's no smoke coming out of it, which is positive. Oh, I washed all the oil off with all this rain. I did wash it down with some uh, brake clean. So. Yeah, it's very brake clean and all the stuff you could hit with the brake yeah. clean. Actually, you probably wouldn't see much smoke now anyway because the rain is probably just knocking it down anyway. It's pouring outside. Yeah. It needed a wash anyways underneath. Get some mud off. And I don't want the skid plates on. I do need the skid plates on. Oh, they're still off? Yeah. I haven't done that yet. So would you say we had a successful evening in the garage? Yes. And that was actually really good multitasking. So we got a podcast and the car fixed. In one night. In one night, yeah. We didn't have 
have to take a break to do one or the other. Uh, I don't know if we'll do that all the time, but eh, once in a while when it works out that way. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't smell any burning oil. You can smell it by now. Yeah, no, it'll be strong by now. All I smell is a little bit of coolant burning off from where yeah, the uh, crossover pipes are and it dripped out a little bit. But it doesn't seem to be anything, uh, anything beyond that. So, good. I think that makes an episode. It does. So what's the plan for the truck next? Just uh, some off-road trips and enjoy it? Uh, yeah, fix the CV, the wiring. The wiring and the CV we talked about before, yep. yep. And the, uh, uh, install the skid plates. Do you have to reinstall the um, paper towels in the engine? Oh, yes. I almost forgot. That's the best <laughs> part of this whole story. So a year ago on the podcast, we talked about doing the lifters to get rid of the tick. Yep. Um, I had apparently put the valve train to keep from dropping stuff in there and it's actually there's an Instagram post with the picture on my Instagram uh, the raised in anger Instagram yes the paper towel lived in there for an entire year which brings us to so this podcast is brought to you by Bounty Paper Towels (laughs) yeah exactly the best paper (laughs) towels you can stick in your engine they will last at least a year they won't break down and cause any issues they'll just stay in one piece up under the valve train apparently um, so, not an official endorsement for Bounty Paper Towels, by the way. Nope. They did not pay us a time. So, it might not have even been a Bounty Paper Towel. <laughs> it might have been a Market Basket brand. <laughs> on that note, uh, you can uh, follow us on Instagram, Auto Off Topic, on Instagram, Auto Off Topic Podcast, on Facebook. Uh, we post original photos on the Instagram page, and then we like to repost funny memes and videos on the Facebook page. And sometimes repost our actual Instagram posts on yeah. the Facebook page. But that's where you'll see the, the uh, stuff that's not original on Facebook, because I guess that's where it belongs. I don't know. Yeah, Instagram is not for reposting memes. Nope. Instagram is for photography and artwork. Yep. That's it. So, anyway, you can find us there. You can find me on Instagram at Race and Anger. Brad, where they, where they, they can find me on Instagram at DSISS350. Awesome. Well, there goes the microphone. That's right, a big bang. Yep. I think it's still recording. It is still recording. All right, excellent. So, on that note, keep your cars analog and aim for the roses.